Welcome, this is Dreamer Talks, episode 4. We're here in Brooklyn, New York, at Paris Beauty Supply. This is Paris, and this is Trey, Trayvon. Yep, this is me. Shout out, that was an awesome intro, we appreciate you. you. Um, but like she said, we are here live in location at Paris Beauty Supply Shop. I'm here with Paris McKenzie, the 16-year-old who owns a beauty supply shop here in Brooklyn, New York. So, we know about this store because you went viral. On Twitter back in September. Explain to me what that's been like for you. Like, so you go viral, you post your tweet, you know, saying that you open the store at 16, you go viral. Where, how, what's that been like? Well, for the most part, it's been a bit overwhelming, but it's mm-hmm. also awesome to see that the message that I'm trying to put out there is being received mm-hmm. by like a mass amount of people. When I first started to open the store and I first wanted, I knew what I wanted to do with it. I wanted to change a narrative on a beauty supply store. I wanted to make what people thought of a beauty supply store and make their experience change. Right. And to see that after that post, now so many people are open to coming into another beauty supply store and they get to feel that different experience. I have people that travel from far away just to come here to support us. So. It's been a bit overwhelming, but it's awesome to see that what you want to do is being done. Right, absolutely. I mean, I can imagine, because, I mean, you're 16 years old. Like, we talked about it a little before. Like, owning a store is not, you know, that's not normal 16-year-old, like, responsibility. So where did you learn to kind of handle taking on this type of project and things like that? Well, I learned most of this stuff from my mom. Okay. She's also a business owner, and she's owned a business for the past 16 years, just a few months after I was born. So I learned everything from her. She left me responsible for her businesses before yeah. <laughs> at a young age, at a young age. And just watching her and seeing what she does and being around the business really taught me most of what I know now. And it's what I use now to help my business be successful. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's good that you have, like, her to kind of, if you have any questions and things like that. But, I mean, even just with navigating management of this, like, I'm certain that you lean on her a lot and ask her a bunch of questions. So, is she someone, like, is she one of those, like, she's kind of hands-on, always on you, making sure you're doing what you got to do? Or now that you're kind of here in this space, does she kind of, like, kind of hands-off now? Like, what's that like? (laughs) Well, my mom's a Caribbean parent. My mom's from Jamaica, so she's always hands-on. And she always is making sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So that has never changed, even though I have um, business now. Mm -hmm. But I don't have to check with her frequently because she raised me enough for me to know what I'm doing. She didn't raise me to go into something without the knowledge and what I was going into. So I don't have to check with her too frequently, but she always make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I mean, that's good, though. I mean, it's good that she keeps you accountable. But even just hearing what you, your answer, like, it's good that you even found your confidence in, like, all right, like, you know, I learned this from my mom, but she's given me enough where now I know how to operate this. Like, I can do this. Like, I have you to lean on if I need you, but it's kind of like I'm certain there's probably conversations like mine. Like, I got this. Like, I know what I, I got to do. <laughs> Which, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's yeah. good, though. I mean, shucks. Like I said, and you learning all of this at 16 years old is still crazy. So take me take me back. So before you even thought of, like, how did the even thought of opening your own beauty supply store, like, how did that come about? Well, this was previously a beauty supply store as well. And 
when one day they came to my mom and they told her that mm. they were selling so they asked her like oh would you like to buy it or whatever and she came to me and she said hey the people are next door are selling would you like to invest mm-hmm. and like automatically i thought of what i could do with the store okay like what can i what message can i put out there what can i do with it and i knew how powerful and how impactful it would be so i automatically mm-hmm. said yes like of course mm-hmm. and that's when we started to take the steps into it and you know, we got the LLC and we signed the lease and right. we changed the sign. It was just an amazing process. Absolutely. I mean, I can imagine. So what's like the, the most important thing you learned in that whole process, like for you personally? Um, I'm not 100% sure what will be the most important thing I've learned, but um, definitely the paperwork side of things okay, yeah. was like something that I never had to be so hands-on with mm-hmm. because it's a lot yeah usually, <laughs> it's a lot. usually with my mom's stores she does everything and I just manage it or I help her sell and mm-hmm. stuff like that but now seeing how we have to open so many accounts with different companies and we have right. to sign these papers right that was something that definitely was kind of new to me Right. Now, I can imagine with having to deal with all the paperwork and things like that from my own experience with the paperwork and obviously you still being in high school and even taking on college credits and things like that. How do you manage your time to, you know, do all these things? Because I can imagine running a store is time consuming. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to be hands on in your store for it to basically execute the vision that you and that you, you know, wanted to bring with this. So how do you manage your time with all of that? Well, I kind of created a schedule. Okay. Yeah, I try to keep on it as much as I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I go to high school in the mornings, okay. and then I come now, to what high school. Now, what high school do you go to? I go to high school for health professions and okay. human services. Okay. So, yes, yeah, for health professions, which is the profession I want to go into. Yeah. So, yeah, I go to high school in the mornings, online, virtually, and then I come to the store in the afternoon, evening. And I also would do nails from time to time now. I just opened back my booking for that. Nice. And then at night, I try to catch up on more work and even if probably my college work as well. Mm-hmm. I try to do it at night. So that's the schedule I try to adhere to. But mm-hmm. right now, I'm also applying to four-year college. Yeah. So it's kind of harder for me to be here and mm-hmm. be as hands-on. But I'm happy that like months before, like in August and September, I could have been here every day to really kind of craft that vision. Mm-hmm. So now my older brother, who was like my biggest helper, and also like two of my employees, they are here to help that vision stay on track. Right. So I'm happy I was there in the beginning, but now things are kind of hectic, education-wise. <laughs> I can imagine. So with, with you know the whole pandemic and things like that going on, what's that been like? Has that affected you at all with all, with like just your business and things like that? Yeah, um, definitely. A lot of our orders, sometimes the products are on back order mm-hmm. and the customers might request them a lot. So it's kind of hard for us to do things like that. Like I know if it wasn't for the pandemic, we probably would have been stocked for longer or mm-hmm. been able to keep certain items in stock without them being, you know, on back order. And also like, you know, I have underlying conditions as well. So I try to keep the store as clean as possible and Absolutely. wipe things down. So that's kind of another thing. And we also take certain precautions, like we keep free masks in the store. Right. So that's like, you know, you have to take extra steps now that Absolutely. you probably wouldn't have to take before. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So how did you come up with the vision? You know, so you said, you know, you were telling me earlier, just your vision, like explain to me more about like just how that vision came to be. 
So like you said, you really like you knew when your mom presented you with you know this store they're selling, would you be interested? And then you said you just immediately knew the vision. Like how talk talk to me a little bit about that. Like your vision, like. So I grew up in cosmetology. I grew up around ha- people who do hair, people who do nails. Mm-hmm. I grew up in that environment. So also becoming a hairstylist as well, I went into beauty supply stores almost every day. I think I was in this beauty supply store every day before I even bought it. Wow, okay. So, yeah, um, I knew what it was like to be in there. I knew sometimes that you can feel uncomfortable I knew that there were times where I needed help and there was no one to help me. There was no one to guide me through the process in one of these stores. Mm -hmm. And I know the importance of a beauty supply store, how it really changes a person and it really crafts their identity. Mm -hmm. Because beauty products, what you do with your hair, what you do with your face, your makeup, is a way of expressing yourself. So I knew the importance of a beauty supply store. So I wanted people to feel amazing somewhere that they frequent the most especially black people we go into beauty supply stores all the time we're the most frequent customers but we're never the owners so i wanted to change that narrative i wanted to change that storyline so that was basically my vision to create a store based on inclusivity and making everyone feel comfortable coming into a beauty supply store somewhere that they can come into to find products to express themselves and change their confidence, change the way they walk. So that was really the vision. That's amazing. Cause I mean, so let me ask you this. So that's your that's your motivation, right? To to basically have people feel, right? Have people feel amazing when they walk into your store as soon as they get the product that they need. So there's there's the level of vision, right? So you had the vision of what you wanted to accomplish. You've taken a step in opening the store. So now let me ask you, what has, since opening the store, what has surprised you? You know what I'm saying? Like, what has kind of been like, well, I know I'd have to deal with that. Like, this is kind of what I'm expecting this. Like, what was an obstacle for you? Well, for the most part, people have been pretty supportive, especially after going viral. Like, people come in here all the time and congratulate us over the phone as well. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, like, people in the neighborhood, they might not be as welcoming to the idea that... Mm the store is mine and yeah. my mom owns two other stores on the same block so to see that like as a family we're kind of buying back the block yeah, <laughs> you would think that they would be excited and happy to see that something like this is happening but you know jealousy kind of right. is a thing that plays a part right. in almost every story so Absolutely. yeah some people come in here and they oh I wish I wish the Chinese are still here I'm missing the Asians were here. Like, we get some of those sometimes. So that was, like, the most shocking thing, to see that they would rather other people rather than their own people Mm -hmm. owning the store. Right. So so when that happens, how do you kind of just pivot and say, all right, like, whatever. That's how you feel. Like, this is, I'm still on my mission. I'm still here to to accomplish my vision. Like, how do you do that? Um, I guess it's because I grew up with tough skin, you can say. Mm -hmm. So, and I, you know, I'm not... I don't really have a childish mindset to really sit there and go back and forth with a person who says that. Right. Like, a lot of the support overweighs the people who come in and have those type of comments. So it's very easy for me to just ignore them. Okay. Because there are people who come here and literally congratulate us for minutes at a time Mm -hmm. and tell us how important what we're doing is for them. So it's easy for me to put those comments aside and really stick to what I'm doing. Right. That's you're ahead of any 16 year old I know especially when I was 16 like so 
uh, even just going deeper into that. So you being 16, right? This is not normal 16 year old lifestyle. What's that like? Do you ever think about that? Does that ever register in your mind? Like I'm 16 years old, like doing all this. I'm 16 year old with a store. I'm, you know, taking college credits. Like I'm about yeah. to graduate from high school at 16. Like does that ever cross your mind? Yeah, it does that? all the time. Um, it's it's kind of easier for me because I grew up in this environment. Mm -hmm. So I knew, like, you know, I knew what I was getting myself into and I've, I've grown up around business and I, you know, I knew what I would have to do in my social life, which is like not have one. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and I knew everything already. So it's kind of, it's kind of registered already in my brain. But sometimes I really do have to sit back and think like, wow, I'm only 16 years old and I'm doing so many things right now. And then I have to look at people who were my friends and I'm like, wow, they're doing nothing. They right. can sit at home and yeah. just go to school and chill out with their friends. And I will never have that experience. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of something that I think about sometimes. But yeah, for the most part, I was pretty prepared for it. But it's kind of hard when you think about like you're only 16 years old and you're doing so many things right now. And then right. there's so many things for me to do again. Yeah. So it's like, when is it going to stop? Right. <laughs> no, nah, for sure. But I think it's important for you, though to keep going because I mean even when we came here like the support that you have around you you know what I'm saying like your mom is a resource you know like you said your employees that share your vision you know I think that's difficult where a lot of times you know you just hire people because they're just looking for a job as opposed to bringing someone on to your team because they see the vision that you set out for this place and I feel like and you can tell correct me if I'm wrong like that's something that can almost help you when you're down you know what I'm saying like when you're thinking like man, like, this is a lot. Like, I kind of want to just have a, be a normal 16-year-old, but then they kind of bring you back into, no, like, this is, you know what I'm saying, we started this out for a reason. Yeah. Like, do they, so, do, do they help you a lot? Like, obviously, your mom, you know, she says she's very hands-on, and obviously your employees, they share your vision. Is there anyone else, people that kind of help you stay grounded in, like, you know, this is, you're doing this for a purpose? Yes, definitely my older brother. Okay. He's 28 years old, and, He's in school for mechanical engineering. He's also an ex-Marine. Okay. So him being here now, after him being in the Marines for so many years, and us not being able to kind of bond the way that, you know, a brother and sister usually do, mm -hmm. him being here now and being so supportive is one of, like, the most important things mm -hmm. right now. And it's really what I needed yeah. from, like, an older brother to be there for me and to be supportive of me in a situation where you know guys are probably not as hands-on in the beauty industry but right. he's been amazing and anytime I do feel discouraged or I feel like this is a little bit too much he's there to kind of pick up the slack yeah. and kind of be there to say keep on going and oh I'll be here today I'll be here tomorrow if you need me he's that type of brother right. so that's like the best thing I could ever ask for that's really the person that keeps me on track and keeps this business like going <laughs> keeps it going that's yeah. i mean but that's so important though because i mean you look at anyone successful there's always a successful team you know behind mm -hmm. them you know like all the time especially in the social media age you only see like one individual but you don't see you know the whole large amount of people that are behind that person to support them in you know accomplishing that goal because like i said they're invested in that that vision so let me ask you this when let's say not say you don't have your brother because you, you talk to your brother right is there anything that you do any music you listen to things like that to kind of help motivate you 
like not like when you're really down you have to go talk to somebody is there anything you do yeah. where it's kind of like all right i need to just do this by myself yeah do you have anything like that Any yeah. type of routines? um i'm a very to myself kind of person i mm-hmm. mean i socialize a lot okay but i'm i have like a social battery so after mm-hmm. a certain amount of time yeah, it's like all i right. have to kind of <laughs> wind down so what i really do is i watch a lot of tv shows okay like i love tv shows my favorite show is scandal and oh, I Scandal. think I've watched Scandal about six times already. All seven seasons around six really? times already, yes. Okay. I know every episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's my thing. I watch a lot of shows. I don't watch a lot of movies. Okay. But I watch a lot of TV shows. I can finish a series in about two days. I'm with you. I'm, <laughs> I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm a show person and I'm a music person as well. Okay. I can never um, sing. <laughs> or dance uh-huh. I danced before but I can never do those things but I'm a listener Okay. like I listen to a lot of different music a lot of different genres and that's something that also helps me wind down at times mm-hmm. like I can kind of be in my own world yeah. and have that type of music to myself Right. especially like Growing up in Brooklyn, the music I listen to is not the music everybody else listens to. Right. So, you know, everybody else is listening to the, you know, twirling, gang music, and I'm just, like, listening to Neo Soul. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, tell, elaborate more on that. Like, who you who, who you listening to? What songs, like, kind of get you um, in that good space? Okay, so my favorite artist, you can say, my all-time favorite artist is Kendrick Lamar. Okay. That's I like my... That. I like that pick. Yeah. yeah. Kendrick Lamar, favorite artist. And then female artist, you can say Joe Scott. Joe Scott's amazing. I'm a very heavy Joe Scott fan. Yeah. <laughs> very heavy Joe Scott fan. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that, you can kind of see I go into like Janelle Monet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I have like my little chill playlist and stuff. I listen to Erica Badu sometimes. Love Erica. Yeah. Love Erica Badu. <laughs> see, that's like my music taste. That's yeah. the music I listen to. And then I'll go into like Tyler the Creator sometimes. Uh-huh. You know, I have music taste like that. I could switch it up a bit. So that's one thing I indulge in a lot is music and TV shows. Right. Now, in that, did you, like, how did you come to find that that kind of helped relax you? Was that something you just always did, or was it something, like, you was like, all right, like, I'm stressed, I got to find something, and you just kind of experiment with different things? Like, how did music become like that? Okay, like, this is going to calm me down. I guess it, it started on my commutes to school. I never lived close to my schools. I always lived over 30 minutes away from my school. So I always had to take either a bus and a train, a bus and two trains, Mm -hmm. and I would always listen to music the whole entire ride to, like, block everyone else out. You know, you're on a train. Right. Stuff be happening on a train. That's a fact. (laughs) So I kind of listened to music for, you know, all of those minutes. Now it takes me an hour and 15 minutes to get to school. Mm -hmm. So I listened to music for an hour and 15 minutes. So... (laughs) I know that. Can you... Yeah, I noticed, like that's the time where I can really detach myself from what's going on and be there with the music and with my thoughts and mm-hmm. with TV shows if it's a good show because I don't, I don't watch bad shows it has to have like a good Shonda Rhimes type writing yeah, yeah, on yeah. it yeah yeah no shout yeah. out to Shonda Rhimes because she knows how to <laughs> yeah. put together a show <laughs> yeah so I noticed like I can put myself into that world mm-hmm. and also detach once again so that's kind of a thing like once I'm able to detach from what's going on and be there with my thoughts, because there are so many things that goes on up here, like not only academically, but business-wise as well. Mm-hmm. So that's really what I found myself in was kind of that commute and noticing like, wow, this is a way I can like not be here for a moment, right. be with myself. Yeah, because I mean, shucks, when you're going, like you're going, you know what I'm saying? You, yeah. You're always busy, obviously running the store and then obviously with your nails and 
yeah. school like that's yeah. you know and obviously school is something you're trying to keep up at a high level yeah. since you're you know applying to these these universities and things like that yeah. so what so you were telling me tell me some of the schools that you're looking at right like, now i'm looking at howard okay and Hampton, okay like a few hbcus and yeah. stuff like that um i used to strive for like ivies okay my grades are like ivy good mm-hmm. but now i want to be in an environment where i can feel comfortable especially mm-hmm. being away from home yeah i want to be able to be around people who's going to make me comfortable right so yeah and i want to major in pre-med okay yeah wow. i want to be a orthopedic pediatric surgeon okay so that's kind of the route i'm sticking on i go mm-hmm. to health profession school now so i already started on that journey i'm just trying to stick on that but also keep this business running because mm-hmm. I'm trying to stick on a theme, like a life theme to like yeah. help people. Right. Whether it's through medicine mm-hmm. or it's through cosmetology, I mm-hmm. just want to be able to help people. So now how did medicine kind of like your want to be the orthopedic surgeon? Like how did that come into play? Like where did that start? It started when I was really young before I even said, oh, let me do some hair. Let me do some nails. I always said I wanted to be a pediatrician. Mm-hmm. Since I started going to the pediatrician, I wanted to be one. That's and awesome. I loved medicine. Like, it's okay. a passion I had in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to do it. So as I got older, you know, you learn more about medicine. Especially going into a medical-based high school, you start to say, okay, I want to break down into this division. Right. So my freshman year, I was like, okay, I'll do anesthesiology and then regular general pediatric surgery. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, I took anatomy and physiology, and my teacher, we became very close because he has a passion in medicine as well. He's mm-hmm. a medical class teacher, so right. he told me, he's like, I know who you are, and I know you want to do something more specific than just general surgery. And I also thought about how much anesthesiologists get sued, so I was like, I can't do that. Yeah, that's right. That's... So, yeah, um, we started to dive in into something more specific for me. Mm-hmm. And then we led into orthopedics. Okay. And now he's like, oh, you should be a um, pediatric neurosurgeon. I'm like, neurosurgery? Neurosurgeon. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I, yeah. I'm i sticking to that for now, but I want to see, like, probably in medical school or in, in college if I think of neurosurgery. Mm-hmm. And I also, my sophomore year, I, I felt really good in my social studies classes and my English classes. So I was like, oh, what if I become a lawyer for medicine? Like, what if I become a lawyer for doctors after I finish my residency? Right. But then my mom said I was doing too much. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mom. She definitely was like, oh, you got to chill out. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And <laughs> that was before funny. I opened the store. So. Right. So now it's like, yeah, we just going to stick with our orthopedic. Yeah, surgeon. let's stick with one stick thing with and, you know, stay sane yeah. before I go crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah so with everything going on right what do you obviously you know your vision of you want people to feel good you know you want people to see like it's possible for us to buy back the block and and everything like that how do you want people to kind of remember you like obviously you know you're executing your vision like you're owning this store but if i were to ask anyone What's Paris McKenzie's story? Like, what are what is something you want people to kind of remember? Like, if there's one thing, what would that be for you? I want people to remember the, the vision that I had. Mm-hmm. I want people, like, even if they didn't get the opportunity to be in this store and feel the experience of having someone help you and not only want your money but want you to be happy, mm-hmm. even if they don't get that experience, I want them to remember that I tried to offer 
that experience. Right. And that that was something that I tried to do, regardless of what probably happens in the future. I just want people to know what I wanted to do and what I set out to do. Like, even if you're in a different country, you're in a different state, and you never got to be here, I just want to be remembered by what I was trying to do. Right. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I can imagine I'm certain after, you know, the Twitter thing, you go viral, there was a bunch of people reaching out to you like, why didn't you know this was possible? Yeah. You know, like, I'm certain that was motivating for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And even just hearing your story, like, for you to kind of be put in a position of knowing what responsibility looks like. You know, because at 16 years old, at least I can speak for myself. I ain't know what real responsibility looks like. But you know that. So where do you go from here? You know what I'm saying? So like you and so you, you, you accomplish this one goal, this one dream, one could say, of opening a store. You're executing your vision. Like you're in, like you're doing it, right, full time. You see all these amazing products. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you can, come to the store. Check it out. <laughs> but where do we go now from here? Like how do you kind of figure out, okay, here's my next goal like how do you how what's that process like for you um yeah in the future i think i'm gonna go into more expansion mm-hmm. and try to offer this experience to other people in different places so they can feel that inclusivity and feel the joy that you can you're supposed to feel walking into a beauty supply store so hopefully even when i'm in college and medical school i can with the help of my brother Mm-hmm. I can open up another beauty supply store and offer this experience in other places. Gotcha. So now let me ask you this. What did you, with all of these things that you're doing, all of these great things, what was something you had to overcome? Like, obviously none of this came easy, right? So I want to talk a little bit about that. Like, what did you personally have to overcome to kind of deal with this? Like, obviously you being 16, was there like fear because it's like, oh, I'm only 16? Was it like, what did you personally like, what was there anything that might have held you back that you kind of overcame? Well, like, it was never a age thing, but it was more of, like, this is something that's so big, mm-hmm. and it made me feel so small. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it really, at times I thought, like, would I be able to keep this going? Mm-hmm. Like, am I the right person for this? Mm-hmm. But the way that everything came about, it was like, I had to be the right person for this. Because there are so many people who want to do this and they don't have the opportunity, they don't have the resources. And me alone at 16 years old, I was open, able to open something like this. Mm-hmm. That's like, it's it shows you like, yeah, you're the right person for it. Right. That's what I really had to overcome was just doubting myself. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like that's something a lot of people have to overcome is the doubt that they put within themselves. Like, people around you can believe in you and you still doubt yourself. Mm-hmm. And then that starts to hinder you from the success that's probably in your path. Right. So that's definitely something I had to overcome was thinking that I wasn't capable. Right. When, like, I knew I was. Yeah. Like, but there's always things in the back of your head that tries right. to tell you, like, oh, you're not able to do this. This is something you can't do. Like, mm-hmm. so, so now, yeah. how, how did you overcome it? So that was, you know, in terms of your... your capability how did you overcome it like was there maybe it was something you didn't even think about but now like thinking about retrospect like how did you overcome like i guess believing in yourself like that self-doubt how did you overcome that when we started to like actually open the store for business Mm -hmm. and like i saw that wow like i'm doing this at the register we're pricing products and that we're not in debt or anything like then i noticed like I'm capable of doing this. Mm-hmm. And then when 
I was able to speak to children like six, seven years old and inspire them mm-hmm. and even inspire people who were over 30. Then I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm capable of doing this. And then after I did my first interview and I noticed like how the words just like kept flowing out of my mouth and I had no media training or anything right. and I just did these interviews, I was like, yeah, I'm capable of doing this. And then I remembered like how smart I am. Yeah. <laughs> like right. I'm pretty intelligent. Like yeah. in school I've been an honors student and mm-hmm. I got I got a leadership award in middle school from the state. Mm-hmm. So like I was like I was born to do something like right. this. Like I was born a leader and I was born smart enough to take on something like this. Like I should never doubt myself when something like this was just put into my hands. Yeah. I always think it's amazing like whenever, you know, people have to almost like remind themselves of yeah. like attributes that they have. You know, like you said, like you had to remind yourself like, No, I'm smart. Like, yeah. like I can I can do this. But I think it's also cool that you kinda still you know, executed in terms of purchasing the store and, and, you know, operating the store. And, like, in doing that, that helped you kind of overcome that self-doubt of, like, oh, wait, no, like, I'm actually doing it. Like, it's almost like, uh, you know, like, riding a bike for the first time. You're kind of like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. But then, like, you kind of, <laughs> you're saying this while you're pedaling. Then it's like, when you realize it, then it's like, oh, like, I'm I'm doing it. Like <laughs> This is funny because I actually learned how to ride a bike this year. For real. <laughs> yes, I think it was, like, what, the the week or a few weeks before I opened the store. Yeah. Like, in the same month, I learned how to Learn. ride a bike. <laughs> so you know exactly what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, it was a few months ago. Right. Like, people learn how to ride bikes when they're like, what? Like, I don't young. even know. I don't look young. I don't even remember. I just know I know how to do it now. Like, like, I learned how to ride a bike a few months ago, so that story fit perfectly. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, this store is open. You know, you said you have the vision of expansion. Are there any limits to any like to what you feel like you can do at this point? Because I feel like with something obviously, obviously when you think about just everything that you're doing, I feel like you can almost go into anything and just be like, man, I open a store. Sixteen, like, come on. Is, does, does, is there like a level of confidence now that like, like, like there is no more self doubt? Like I've overcame that. I'm opening a store. Like, it's, come on. Like, nah, there's still n- nah, there's still a bit of self doubt. Okay. There's still a part of me that thinks like one day. I'm just going to shut down and I can't do nothing no more. <laughs> but I know that's just myself and that's right. not reality. Mm-hmm. That's not what's actually going to happen, but it's what's keeping me back. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that's, I think everybody has that. Right. Everybody has that thing that's always wants to hold them back, but it's not reality. It's not the truth. That's the most important thing is to persevere. Right. Like and go past that that thing that's speaking to you, telling that you're not capable. Mm-hmm. It's important to kind of always block that out. Right. So yeah. Um. Now I definitely feel like I can do pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I, I can open up like six more stores if I wanted to. Right. I can even go into a different type of business if I wanted to. But you know, there's always that feeling of doubt. Yeah. But I feel like it's it's a little bit lower now because right. I see. What I can do, mm-hmm. it's easier for me to say, okay, I can do this too. Mm-hmm. You know, I can go into this as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, do you have any, like, routines? Just pivoting topics. Do you have any, like, routines that have kind of helped you get here at all? Like, whether that be, I don't know, you, you listen to a certain song, you said, like, on your train rides to school. Like, was there, like, a, that one song? It's like, I got to listen to this song. Or, um, you know what I'm saying? You had a routine of looking at a picture on your wall or, you know, whatever. Was there anything that you kind of, like, constantly looked at, listened to, whatever, to kind of keep you going? 
Um, I, it's gonna be weird to bring this up in an interview, but <laughs> I think like my religion okay. is yeah. like what really kept me, mm-hmm. and like I'm Christian, mm-hmm. you know, and just being able to know that I've been blessed with so many things, mm-hmm. and that there's so much more in my future. That's what really set me like you know like wow yeah. I can do this right. But there's also times like you know when you're taking a test that you didn't study for and you get a hundred. That's what oh, kind of yeah. reminds me. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I I don't study so. Yeah. When I take a test and I get a good grade, it's like wow okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I do. That's my routine. It's just to keep pushing myself and seeing what I can do. Right. Because some people they um just stick to one place Mm -hmm. and if you continue to push yourself and then once you see yourself breaking through each barrier you're like okay wow you know that's what kind of lessens that self-doubt is when you notice that you just keep on going yeah like you just keep on doing more right yeah absolutely okay so if you could give advice to any person if just random person walks in paris how do i do it what would you tell them the best advice I can give anyone really is to separate the money, you know, put that aside, focus on what's in your heart and what you're passionate about, because that's going to give you the most successful business. Right. You know, when you're focusing on the money, you're just focusing on earning, you're being money hungry, you're never going to get far. But when you focus on like your dream, you yeah. know, yeah. That's that's something that's going to get you the furthest because it's something that you're going to always want to work towards. It's something that you always want to stick to. It's something that you're passionate about, so you want to see it succeed. Right. If you're just about the money, you know, you feel like you can find money anywhere else. Yeah. But you can't find your dream anywhere else but in your dream. That's so fair. you're going to stick to that. Yeah. And you're, it's going to push you and it's going to make you more successful. So that's like the best advice I can give is just to separate it from the money. And focus on the dream and what you're passionate about. Well, you are light years ahead of me when I was 16 years old, and I'm certain majority of other 16 year olds. Um, but this has been a pleasure. I appreciate you for taking the time out of your busy schedule uh, for us to do this. This is awesome. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's a wrap on episode four of Dreamer Talks. Uh, this was an awesome season. Uh, check out the past episode past episodes uh to see other people we interviewed but also press subscribe uh just so that way you can stay tuned for the next season two that's coming up uh in the spring all right i'll see you guys next season